0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Stock Talk with, with Rob Black. Black.
1: I'm Rob Black talking stocks, talking tech. One of the things that I do that I try to bring to you is highlight Growth. Highlight areas that I think are going to be pretty interesting for 2018, 19, and 2020. $300 billion in tech, in tech and media, 31 hours in a day. There's super users. There's smart speaker battles that are about to get heated up into wars. Virtual reality. There's big influences in media, and there's much, much more. Sports is is a big play here. It's got a huge moat in the world of media for now. Will that continue? And how will podcasts play into all of this? There's a forecast right now that over the next four years, global internet and media revenues will grow by over $300 billion. It's going to outpace growth of GDP. The growth dollars averages about 4.1% compounded annual growth rate in media. And in the global GDP, it's about 3%. So it's growing quite nicely. All of this is going to lead revenue growth and opportunities for tech and media companies. When you're talking about trillions of dollars in spending overall in media and how much of it's going to be in tech alone, there's going to be paid content, which is about 40% off the market. There's going to be ad revenue, about 30%, 31%. And then you and I are going to be paying for the cost of internet access to get to that content. Um, Then you start doing the subscription. Subscriptions are a primary revenue model. Uh, I love subscriptions as far as a business model from a tech perspective. You can look at a company like Netflix and you could say, wow, they're charging $9.99 a month. So, we know that from every subscriber that they report, they're making $120 a year. We know that they let subscribers share accounts with other family members. We know this. But you can see kind of how subscriptions apply. Um, I have a subscription on my phone to a meditation app, it's like $45, $50 a year. Notice how I don't even know. That's cute, right? That's irresponsible. But subscriptions, the primary revenue model towards content. Uh, for consumer, you know, internet media. And I consider, you know, apps like Netflix and apps like uh, meditation apps to be consumer media, right? The most important insight that I can talk about when we're talking about trillions of dollars of media growth and then, you know, billions of dollars of year-over-year growth is that there's only 31 hours in a day. Okay, no, wait, wait. I thought there was 24 hours in a day. Multitasking means that there's 31 hours in a day for the average American. So right now I've got TV on, I've got a computer on, and I have got my phone pretty close by. So 12 hours are spent consuming tech and media of our day. 12 hours a day are consuming tech and media. Average American sleeps for about 7 hours a day. And then you start getting into some other areas, work and work-related, about five hours a day. So that takes up about 12 and a quarter hours of a day. Other non-work activities like cooking or housework, uh, maybe a little bit of care around the house, emptying the dishwasher, a little leisure, a little fitness, a little community, a little talking to neighbors. Eating and drinking takes up almost seven hours. So there you got about 14 19 19 plus hours of our day on those three behaviors, sleep, around the home, and then work. And then 12 hours are tied up into media, about five of that into video, um, about two of that into audio. Social media is about an hour 17 a day for the average American. Whoa. Then you get into messaging and gaming, um... And then there's like another category. But about five hours are tied up into some sort of video activity. And that could be TV or that could be, and again, does it count that I have a TV on in front of me right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm consuming a good-looking woman in pink talking about traffic. Maybe at the commercial I'll we'll say, oh, who is this sponsored by kind of thing. So video captures the largest share of our attention of the 12 hours of tech and media consumption that we watch day. Um, and again, it's the largest share. So we're going to focus as investors into that piece of that pie. If we're watching 12 hours of pie in tech and media consumption, it goes video, it goes audio, it goes gaming, it goes social media, it goes other. But there's a lot of money to be made in gaming, a lot of money. You've heard about esports. Um, you've heard about the South Koreans selling out stadiums, 20,000-plus people watching video games on big screens. There's um, companies like Amazon.com. Who goes out and buys a video game company twitch that they're not they don't make games they they make a technology that you can watch people play games and it's pretty darn cool all things considered so 31 hours in a day now a lot of that's video like i said and then it goes to audio uh, and it starts you know trickling down throughout the day of what we're doing but Every one of those categories, whether it be social media like a Facebook or Twitter or gaming, um, like an Xbox platform or a Sony or the virtual reality worlds that we're getting into, then you get into situations like audio, where it's Spotify, how much you pay in a month, or Apple, how much you pay in a month. New services continue to drive adoption right now. And, you know, um, some of them are tied to operating systems. Some of them are tied to Google. Some of them are tied to Apple. Some of them are tied to both. And that's worthy of note on what's happening there, whether it be a Venmo or an Airbnb or an Audible, Audible, uh, where people are obviously li- listening to uh, podcast. There's websites like Fliff and Top Page and um, you know others to say the least. Um, Amazon Alexa is starting to take up time. Directv. So Xfinity has a great app. Amazon Music has a, a service out there for sure. Um, you know, I, different cloud services at this point in time. So you kind of get that there's a lot going on there, right? Now, 31 hours a day, $300 billion in tech and media growth dollars. And then there's something called super users. doo doo do, do What's a super user? Is it a man who flies around in a cape? Kind of. Targeting these super users is critical to growth strategies. I once heard a term, do you remember FarmVille? People were paying real money for fake coins or digital coins so they can buy fake cows. And the game companies refer to the people who spend you know, $99 a month or $9 a month or whatever this, the number is as whales. But they're also called super users. Tech and media companies can learn a great deal from the behavior of super users. Super users are in the vanguard of behavior and usage. So when your kid gets Pokemon Go and he goes crazy and he begs you for more coins and you give it to him, what the, what the video game companies are learning, the Pokemon Go companies are on Me is that Begging is part of the, of the game process. It makes something so rare that it's so wonderful when you get it that someone will beg for it. Super user behaviors give clues to how overall consumer behavior is going to evolve and inform how tech and media businesses acquire and engage users. There's a lot of um, information. There's a lot of da- uh, data mining going on here. Acquiring, growing, and retaining super users is part of the strategy of any tech and media company. So when you see these commercials for, you know, the, the battle wars and Kate Upton's and skimpyly clad, and she's a war goddess. Um, it's all about f- her going out and finding that super user. We'll talk about super users and more. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't
0: forget the weeknight replay at 7. 1220 KDOW. What
1: is this? Stock Talk Talk with with Rob Black. 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 It's me. That means I'm talking right now. Black. Black. Stock talk. One of the things I want to try to accomplish is to bring you ideas when I control this hour, stock talk, about trends and about investing, about individual stocks. And maybe I'll get to the individual stocks. Maybe I won't today. But I'm talking about the trend of there's basically $300 billion in tech and media growth dollars coming in the next three years. Subscriptions are a big primary driver. Um, paid content, ad revenue, cost of the internet access itself, and uh, we're growing. So tech and media and they, how they combine over the next three years, you're going to hear a lot about you know speaker battles this Christmas. Then you're going to start hearing more about virtual reality and augmented reality, and the chase for television viewers, the chase for television viewers and television dollars. And how does sports play into this? At some point in time, Apple could buy an NFL team. Whoa, right? Google could buy an NFL team. Um, it's not out of the question. Uh, they got the money. Access leads revenue growth is the idea. But you know, I've already talked about how there's more than 24 hours a day because we multitask. One of the areas that I want to talk a little bit more about is again, I've been the video super users, and super users break into a lot of different groups. Video super users count for a disproportionate amount of time um, and also over-index on spend. So, top 25% of users watch four and a half hours of daily video a day. And they don't even say watch daily video. Research says they have daily video attention. That's kind of crazy, right? So, and the amount that they spend is disproportionately large. So, uh, so if you can get the people who are over you know, they're watching a Netflix while they're watching a Hulu, while they're watching uh, a Bloomberg television on their phone, something like that. It gets kind of nutty. Super sports fans follow the same trend. So the super fans, as you can see, the super video consumers, um, super sports fans the same way. The top 25% of them who watch 10-plus hours weekly spend about 61% of the of revenue in audio, in music, is probably the best way of saying it. It's not just audio, though. It's obviously books and other things. Super users account for almost half the consumer spend. So the top thirty, uh, top twenty-five percent, top twenty-five percent of users account for basically sixty-four percent of the time spent listening, and they do about fifty percent of the consumer spend. So finding these people and finding their activities um, is pretty important for the, not the survival, but for the the winner. In video games, the curve is even steeper on the super users who are the core of gaming and how much they spend, how much they consume versus how much they spend is pretty crazy. I'm a casual gamer. There's a new Star Wars video game coming out that I want to play. I want to, you know, battle uh, Darth Darth Vader. I know you're saying, "Are are you stuttering now? No, I'm not stuttering. I want to be an Ewok. I want to jump into an X-Wing and take down the Dark Lord himself. Chewbacca could be my R2-D2. <laughs> so, but I'm a casual gamer. That game's going to cost $49, $59, $69, whatever it is when it comes out. But on top of it, you can get early access, you can play the beta, you can get special characters. Uh, if you want to be the Ewok Chief versus Justin the Ewok, you can pay for the right to do that. The most important insights for tech and media, again, going forward in 2018, 19, and 20, is that it's $300 billion in growth dollars, and the average person spends about 31 hours a day. The super user's a lot more time and a lot more money. Now let's get into what I think is going to be fascinating for 2017 Christmas season. 2017 Christmas season will be the season of the speaker. Amazon's got Alexa and the dot they got the alexa echo and the dot google's got the google assistant and home microsoft has cortana and cortana powered speakers that don't really have a name yet Um, then you get apple with a home pod and we don't really know much about that as far as data usage at this point samsung has a digital assistant named bixby who I'm pretty sure is a weakling. Um, But, you know, obviously Apple HomePod's going to get Siri. Samsung's going to get Bixby. Then there's going to be partnerships that people make with uh, Alexa and Cortana, and that'll play out throughout 2018. Um, So Microsoft hasn't really announced those partners, but they will. Uh, Then, just recently, we saw the Sonos One come out, and the Sonos Mini and the Sonos Max. And Sonos is out of Santa Barbara, and they move from State Street down to uh, the Funk Zone. Uh, the Funk Zone is kind of a revitalization era area in Santa Barbara. Facebook's going to have Facebook M, which we don't know much about as far as real users. Um, Asia's involved in all of this, too, with companies that you may not know much about. Uh, JDCOM. Um, they've got a speaker, Ling Long Ding Dong. I know you're saying, did you just make that up, Ling Long Ding Dong? No, I did not make that up. Baidu's got a play in it, Tencent's got a play. Uh, Line has a play with a speaker, Alibaba has a play with the Genie X one. Now, Alibaba's pretty fascinating about it. One of my favorite accumulation stocks out there, BABA. Um, They're trying to build this Genie One technology platform into more things than just speakers. Or more so than just into consumer speakers. They're trying to build the speakers into restaurants, grocery stores, shopping. Uh, So they're trying to do a lot with it. There's a company called Kakao. They've got Kakao Mine. uh, Xiaomi. So Samsung's got Bixby in Asia. and So it's both a global play and a US play as far as where these speakers are going. The smart speaker adoption. Oh, the baby's so cute. Well, let's adopt it. It's like a little baby monkey. The forecast for the smart speaker adoption is likely to be faster than any other consumer device. I want one. I picked up an Amazon Alexa, and I was so bitterly disappointed with the sound quality of it. I'm like, okay, I'm giving this away. Smart thing to do, though, is to uh, make sure you get your account unlinked from it so people don't start ordering stuff. Um, But yeah, the smart speaker versus the smartphone versus the television. The number of years that it takes to get penetration in the United States is expected to be about 50% of the population in under five years for the smart speaker. For the smartphone it was about eight years, for the television it was about 12-13 years. Uh, Radio, internet, and computer all took 20 plus years. Years since commercial introduction to the US market where it became 50% penetration. Fascinating. These stats can give you a lot of insights. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Money, 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 money. Tech, 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 tech. Find me online at Rob Black Show. If I have a seminar coming up, you can sign up for it and use code radio25 to get in for free. That's code radio25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
0: With Rob Black.
1: Black. Whoa. I saw a review of the two hundred dollars Sonos One, and I've got Sonos wireless speakers wired into my home, and it's pretty awesome. Wireless speakers wired in, right? Um, it's pretty amazing. The review, the judgment was, the Sonos Alexa powered smart speaker makes me want to ditch all my dumb speakers, and you know Sonos has always come out with high quality stuff. Um, including something that's allows for like it's called true play which it allows you to like kind of move your phone around your speakers and it starts to come up with the best sound for that room which trust me as a sound guy who works in radio who talks stocks and talks investing um, a lot of what's promised in speakers aren't there but with what Apple with what Sonos are coming out with it's pretty impressive and the quality sound, you know, if you get it set up differently in your kitchen versus your living room, is is worth it. So this is going to be a big trend, and it's not going to stop. So like I said, the forecast of the smart speaker adoption is going to be faster than any other consumer device in the history of tech devices. To get 50% penetration in the United States, it's going to take under five years. For the smartphone, it took under 10 years. For the TV, it took under 15 years. For radio, Internet, and computer, it took 20-plus years. Now, the forecast that the device sales are likely to peak as digital assistants with conversational interfaces break free from smart speakers. Um, The peak when the device sales of digital assistants with conventional interfaces break free from the smart speaker. Um, Did you ever see, like, the Buck Rogers TV show? Uh, When Buck would walk into his house and the lights would come on and he'd talk to the computer. Beady, 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 beady. What's up, Buck. I loved that show, and I loved that show because I was a young boy, and my uh, it's funny because every now and then you're searching for words, and you're like, my hemorrhoids no. my steroids no. my hormones were going crazy. There's beautiful women on that show, right? So I like the science fiction plus the beautiful women. Is that Buck Rogers theme? Yeah, it is. Gil Gerard. Boy, he was one of those guys who wore the old Tommy Tucker uh, wraps. But focus it a little, Aaron Gray, obviously, um, and Tweety as Tweety. So, and Dr. Theopolis, who Tweety carried around, but we don't need to go into that. So, the forecast that device sales are likely to peak is digital assistants coming in sometime around 2019. Um, Apple, by coming up with their face unlock, when you start putting face unlock into speakers, and we start putting face unlock into your door, so it unlocks for you and start turning face lock into your TV so it can like warm up and power up for you and you know, tune it to sports if you're always tuned into sports at 7 p.m. Tune into to news at 10 p.m. kind of thing. But some slowdowns. There's going to be alternative access to voice which will be embedded throughout the home by smart home devices. That's going to remove the need for the speaker. The TV will have it. The door will have it. The thermostat will have it. There'll be a longer refresh cycles for smart speakers compared to smartphones because speakers aren't phones where we need all the bells and whistles constantly being evolved. akin to smart speakers, you know, you get single use devices, um, standalone GPS devices, dedicated e readers. Um, they all had declined in unit sales as they kind of started to peak. So the speaker is going to be super important until about the year twenty nineteen, and then a lot of what we're going to be doing with that is going to be switching over to TVs and other devices. So right now you get in front of your kitchen and go, hey, Alexa, what's the weather today? Um, and soon that could just be your alarm clock where you wake up and you go, what's the weather? And your computer, do you have sexy voice or do you have... Shall right. we play game? Cowboy voice. And your, your phone goes well, they're right, you're all back. It's going to be a day with lots of blistered sun. And I'm like, what did you say? Say that again? So a lot of single devices are going to start getting this Alexa-powered speaker, Siri-powered speaker. Um, instead of that brick that talks back to you, it's going to be some of the devices that make more sense. Say your car will uh, help manage car functions. Uh, you'll have a lock system around your home. Uh, You'll have something in your TV, uh, something in the kitchen, so it'll help with kitchen functions. The smart speaker battles are really the digital assistant war, is what it comes down to. So Alexa, Facebook M, Cortana, Siri, and Google Assistant, they are the digital assistant. And they play into embedded voice devices, whether they be the Echo or the Dot, whether they be Facebook's application while you're using it, or... Uh, speakers that have Cortana license into them or the Home Pod, or the Google uh, Home Assistant. And these devices, these embedded voice devices, they bypass operating systems. Alexa doesn't need Windows. Uh, Siri won't need Apple's iOS uh, 10 or iOS uh, Mac Safari or whatever. Um, so the... Google's assistant won't need you know, the latest operating system for Google. And they'll just go straight to web searches. And what a lot of these embedded voice devices and digital assistants do is they do search, they do social, they do e-commerce, they do media, and they do communication and telephony. And right now, you would probably say that social, will Facebook do the best social? Will Amazon's Alexa do the best e-commerce? Will Apple do the best media? Will Google's uh, home assistant do the best search? Isn't that the guess right now? So the true objective of each of these tech companies is to own the digital assistant via the conversational interface, creating a layer which is basically between the consumer and the services they want you to consume, whether it be social or services or communication or media or hardware. You allow someone else to own the dominant digital assistant, which would create an existential threat to their business model. So. Google can't give up, Google dominates search right? If they let Amazon's Alexa take over search and Alexa's given us sports scores, then Google can't be selling sports tickets to sports searches. Um, and that would be bad. So, to, perv- to be relevant in the early stages of the digital assistant battle, ultimately each of these tech companies has started with a dedicated smart speaker, essentially a Trojan horse to deliver that artificial intelligence into the home. But again, that speaker won't become relevant or lose its relevancy 2019. And ultimately, I expect the hardware is going to become a commodity and the digital assistant will be ubiquitous through a set of devices. Um, I saw that Apple recently made a deal with General Electric where a lot of General Electric's um, expensive big turbines and big machines, uh, they know that they're going to break in the next 10,000 uses. And... That turbine can now call Boeing and say, hey, my, my, my propeller system's about to fail. And you don't want that happening at 30,000 feet. So when did we get to the stage that a turbine is calling the airplane and the airplane's calling the mechanic? That's happening. And that's the goal here, is that it becomes ubiquitous. Or your refrigerator goes, hey, black. That's, I, call, I call people by their last name because I grew up in a military family. So, you never called anyone by their first name. I don't know, understand why. I had a friend of last name, Moran. So, he got called Moron, of course. Um, but I was always called Black. Black. Come here. Black. 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 Black velvet. Sexy. Black, black velvet underwear. Black. Not sexy. So, a lot of digital assistants are already messaging bots. Enabled through either a voice or text conversational interface, digital assistants on mobile use familiar messaging interfaces to build comfort while capturing valuable data and basically improving that conversational understanding. Talking to you know Siri and have her uh, voice to text, it's gotten better, right? Digital assistants also provide relevant and timely suggestions uh, mid-conversation, so. Digital uh, they can use and interact with um, voice or text, mobile, multiple t- types of platforms right now. So on your phone, when you hit um, like a voice to text, your phone's starting to give you some recommendations on if you were to say, "Hey, hey, Mark, I want to meet up for dinner tonight." you could start seeing like open table chomping at the bit to get into that that voice digital assistant interaction. Said, open table can help you book a table and get their piece of that action on that. Uh, when you're like, "Hey, Mark, I'm on my way over uh, to your house," and you know, navigation pops up. Google wants to sell advertising on your navigation, like, "Oh, look, there's a gas station close by," and you just happen to be empty. Uh, so you kind of see how that digital assistant on the phone is already there, but putting onto a speaker is much more. It it, it builds towards agnostic. So digital assistants are going to reach escape velocity as they're moving from the phone to the speaker. So right now they're embedded in messaging, but they're going to jump out of that. So you're starting to see Amazon Alexa as a digital assistant all on her own. Then you get into Cortana and Siri and Bixby and Chinese assistants. But you're also starting to see some digital assistants on like Facebook and WhatsApp and Google Now that are totally independent and they're already in a different world with their install base. So even though you don't think of that yet, in about a year, this will all make a little bit more sense. A lot of the tech companies view owning their digital assistant as part of their manifest destiny. So Google wants to own search, Amazon wants to own e-commerce, Apple wants to own device software operating system, Facebook wants to own social, and that's what their digital assistants are setting up to be. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Talking tech, talking the future of tech and media. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app.
0: Stock Talk, Talk with, with Rob, Rob Black.
1: Black. You look like a succulent baby lamb. So I'm doing my best to over-talk about a trend on digital assistants and digital media and what it will mean and what it doesn't mean. And when you look at a company's core business share of revenue, Amazon's all about commerce and Google's all about search and Facebook's all about social. And Apple is about their operating system and uh, devices. So as far as what Siri and Cortana are going to be able to do, with, you know, using the operating system to kind of jumpstart into the digital assistant world. Sales of high-end devices are going to continue, but the forecast that the cost of accessing a digital assistant is going to head to zero. Now, that's a whoa kind of moment. And, you know, in 2014, we got our first Amazon Alexa, 180 bucks, And then, you know, you started seeing... Voice-powered assistants being built into TVs with Amazon and other devices. Um, Fully featured standalone Dots now. Um, And Google Home sticks in situations like that. And then Google Assistant launched on the iPhone uh, in 2017. So free. So to access the ability to have a digital assistant is zero. And it's going to continue to move down in all sorts of devices. 17% of consumers right now own a smart speaker. Um, That's pretty crazy. That's already like, whoa. Now, most of those are Amazon Echoes. So about 23% of smart speakers uh, are Amazon Echoes. 25% are the Amazon Dot. Uh, Then you start getting like the Amazon Echo Show. Does anyone really have that? Yeah, surprisingly they do. Amazon Echo Look and Amazon Echo Tap. Uh, Google Home is about 11%, and then there's 13% in the smart speaker world that's you know claimed by other. Apple's not in the game yet. Over a quarter of existing smart speaker owners say that they're using more than one device. So it's likely that the average smart speaker household will have 2.4 devices uh, by 2021. So multiple 26%, 74% are using one single device. You don't know this about yourself, do you? So it's kind of crazy. Uh, Super users, the majority of owners, uh, even the super users, primarily use smart speakers for music and a small set of portal functions. So the smart speaker is about, you know, it plays music is the dominant issue. But right now you can say, hey, Alexa, what time is it? Or let's see if my phone's around me. Hey, Siri, what time is it? Hey, Siri, what time is it? And she's looking. And it's 6.54 a.m. There you go. So, way. Way. So, um, so most of us are using our assistants to ask things like checking time, checking directions. Hey, Siri, navigate home. And, Getting directions to home. You know, that's what we're using our smart assistants for, right? Uh, you could okay. ask for news. You could ask for alarm timers. You can ask for weather, general questions, and, you know, hey, Siri, when was last time the Yankees were in the World Series? Uh, and it'll search and find it. So, but most of us are playing music on our smart speakers at this point in time. Research shows that 65% of users have not yet enabled a third-party skill. Skills discovery is diff- difficult. So I got an Amazon Echo, and Amazon makes sure that I get an email basically every day talking about some of the new skills. And some of the new skills are things like play Jeopardy. Um, So someone built an app so that you can play Jeopardy. Um, Someone built an app so you can play, you know, 20 questions. Someone built an app, trivia app. Uh, So there's game or trivia skills. There's news skills. There's music and radio skills. There's podcast skills. There's shopping skills. There's weather skills. And one thing that Amazon is beating everyone at at this point in time is they opened it up and they said, "If anyone wants to build this, do it." So there's 25,000 Amazon skills at this point in time, of which I've probably used four. Skill usage is likely to be native to each user's device, and that's you know a bit of a problem because the device is always listening. You know, again, I didn't know Siri was listening when I asked Siri a question just a second ago. Hey Siri, when was the last time the Yankees were in the World Series? And she starts to search for me, or he starts to search for me. Um, Yankees were in the World World Series Series there you go so um, so areas of native integration for digital assistant you know PCs now integrate field microphones for voice activation Um, then you get some headphones like the Bose headphones uh, the noise cancellation that will have Google Assistant built in Apple AirPods have assistants built in then you get the mobile phones out of the assistants built in where we're going to get into with the digital assistants in the next couple of years is appliances televisions and automobiles automobile manufacturers currently integrate basic voice assistants but they're going to go deeper and deeper with that very very soon so so talking about this big trend and how it's you know a multi-billion dollar investment opportunity and how companies are you know basically fighting for survival and you don't even know it But if we're going to be talking for all of our searches and our ability to use our hands to go down to zero, will we lose our hands? Will will Darwin make us fingerless nubs? Maybe. Um, So what could change the rules in the game of digital assistance? Well, I think there could be regulation. Government regulation could place limits on platform control, Um, similar to what the EU has done with Google's uh, antitrust case. There could be crowdsourced data open access to new and crowdsourced data will greatly enhance the user experience. There can be scaling globally. Reach a global scale and adoption will require expansion to growth markets. Lexus seeing faster growth in non-English speaking countries. There'll be acceleration of artificial intelligence. There'll be a security breach that could always become a problem. When I mean, someone comes to your house and gets all your credit cards off your phone just by asking for credit card numbers. Problem, problem. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
0: Three-star general.